0: Good. It says recording. I, yeah. I'm gonna go with I think so. Okay. play it. Hello and welcome to Nick and Doug's Sound Explosion, a pure podcast for now, people. Today is May 17, 2020, and this is episode number. Uh, I should know this. Kind of uh, should. We're actually on a roll. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna aim high 19 19 my friend right Ninth. yeah look okay. at that that's right. something yeah i thought originally it was uh, uh today was may 19th and then i could have said this is our golden sure punk, podcast yeah, sure. like golden birthday but it's not um no it's not yeah no but still
1: 19 uh may 19th the uh, birthday of pete townsend Really? My how old mother's. is Pete gonna be? Seventy something? Uh I think all those guys like Van Morrison and Pete Townsend, those yeah. were born the in nineteen forty-five. So I think they're what is that? Is that 75? 75. Wow. It's wild, right? Wow.
0: Yeah. That's uh that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys considering what how many of those guys I mean Keith Richards is abs- that's ridiculous, but right. the everybody else, like what they've gone through, yeah. there's still some of them around. A lot aren't to be fair. Yeah. But it's yeah, and a bunch
1: of those people are like out you know, playing shows and yeah, that one's a 75 year old person that's not
0: nothing. No, no, absolutely right. I trust me at at you know, the age of uh, 37 I'm you know, it's tough just getting out of bed. Yeah. This is the podcast where Nick and I, yes, that means I'm Doug, talk about the issues. And when I say the issues, I, of course, mean the topics. As always, we like to start things off with the Columbia University and the City of New York sports update. Yes. I'll, wait for the, I'll wait for the theme song to play for that. Okay. okay. Uh, we actually have something, and I'd like to thank Michael Tigzinski of Frenchtown, New Jersey, forwarding oh. this update. Okay. He brought this in to us. That's yeah. He brought the proprietor of Frenchtown Home Hardware and Outdoors in beautiful downtown Frenchtown, New Jersey.
1: Listen, that's where I get all my uh nuts and bolts.
0: When you I'm absolutely in the area. Should. You absolutely should. It also features there is some art on the walls, including the uh light up triangular hot dogs logo sign that was in the restaurant. Huh. Yeah, how about that? It's worth okay. the road trip. I think it gets I think it's the Michelin, it's worth a detour at least. Okay. Uh, how it's, it's sort of a melancholy, uh, Columbia sports update, but you know, this is what we got Hayward Dotson who helped lift Columbia university's basketball team to its only Ivy league title in 1968 died on May 1st in the Bronx. He was 71, 71. That's not very old. No, wait. So he played on the team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He was okay. a guard on the 68 team. Okay. Uh, he was a hard nosed six foot four point guard on a disciplined team. Roar line, roar. They called us the little knickerbockers. (laughs) Wasn't that (laughs) your (laughs) first band, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, it was. Uh, Dotson junior high. Dotson played professionally in Europe for a time, but did did not succeed in the NBA. He was drafted in 1970 by the Phoenix Suns, traded to the Knicks, who soon cut him, as did the Kentucky Colonels of the American Basketball Association. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of the American Basketball Association, weirdly. What, time, the, what year do you think the American Basketball Association stopped
1: doing its thing?
0: Oh, stopped like mid-74, like 75. And then what happened? Did those teams move into the NBA? So what happened is you had, yeah, well, there was probably like, I don't know, eight, maybe 10 teams at that point. Okay, Four of them went to the NBA merger. So you had, if I'm not mistaken, your Denver Nuggets, your New Jersey Nets, your San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. and I believe your Indiana Pacers. Okay. Do you know, I don't know if we've talked about this before, we may have with the ABA, one of the greatest, if not the single greatest business deal ever made had to do with the ABA NBA merger really these two brothers who own the oh. St. Louis Spirits okay of which Bob Costas i believe was their original like announcer okay and i think the only player the other most famous player was bad news marvin barnes <laughs> they basically said like every the other five teams or whatever it was were bought out for like a million dollars and these two guys said we don't want your million dollars but we want like 1% of all future TV money, national TV money in perpetuity. Wow. And the NBA at that time was, you know, making $82 a year. Right. And had no national TV contract. And they said, fine, whatever. This saves us a million dollars, gets you guys off our back. Yeah. They ended up making like over a bill or like around a billion dollars over the course. of the
1: Just year. for walking to the mailbox at that point.
0: Yep. That was it. Basically, that was they would just cash the, their hardest part was cashing the actual check. And I think they ended up settling it a a few years ago for like, we'll give you another billion and then the contract's over and they took that. That's a great deal. Yeah. You should get a deal like that. That's right up there with uh, uh, Donald Stevens and the Rosemont Chicago deal, which was when they were building O'Hare. I believe, and he said, "Fine, you can you run all your stuff through us. Just give us water rights." And the city said, "Yeah, whatever, fine." And then Rosemont became this powerhouse because of that. Yeah, there's more to that story. There's more to that story, but that's essentially the deal. We should get a deal like that ABA deal. I we really should. I think that some like you know Mark Marin should buy our podcast to oh. not be on, and then just or. I don't even know what are big podcasts. Is Serial still a podcast? I don't know. No, no. I have no idea. Um, is Hee Haw still on the air? I have no I idea. I think so. I hope so. Uh, Hayward Harold Dotson was inducted into the university's Athletics Hall of Fame in 2018. Okay. I'm thinking <laughs> that might be in like a closet. Right. Maybe a part of a hallway. Like I can't guy. imagine it's a huge... Yeah. A deal. But he's also a graduate of the Columbia Law School. Huh. So our condolences to the yeah. Dotson family and uh and Hayward Dotson. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, oops, wait, I don't want to hold on. Okay, hang on. I have to save those things. I sometimes it was it went into the uh, uh recycle box, but I w we'll keep that for posterity for okay. when they do the book. Yes. Um, or when we have our business deal and we have to hand over all our That's papers. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's going to be part of the deal.
0: Uh, we like to follow that with the Jewish joke of the show punchline only. So good. You ready? I am. Sure said God, but who's he going to tell? Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's, it's just ah oh, I can the compilation for this. I think we need yes. to do like a couple more and then we'll have Yeah. A full,
1: yeah. A full, a full We're while. getting there though. It's around exactly. to something.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, so I got a couple of topics to talk about today. Okay, I'm here. All right. Um, g- this was spurred on by two things. One, uh, watching a number of well, not a number, like four. Uh, That's a stand-up. number. Stand up. It's a number. Stand up comedy specials on on the Netflix machine. Okay. Seinfeld. Actually, watch Mark Maron stand up, which is, I like way more than the podcast. Uh, and, uh, Bill Burr was recommended to me, which was okay. Um, but it reminded, and also, what also triggered this was I did a zoom pan. I was a zoom panelist, Mm -hmm. uh, the other day for a showing of hot dogs, the movie available on iTunes and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Amazon
1: Prime, uh, free to stream, I think if you
0: have a oh there we go. Prime You're the right Prime? Now. Sweet. Um, and so I did an intro, so it was like 75 people on the Zoom, but I couldn't see any of them or oh, hear okay. any of them because I was a panelist, they were audience. I guess you can do I don't I didn't know that until then that you can set, the host can set that up. Okay. And so it was just very strange to speak and get no reaction. Yeah, like if you're trying to do whether jokes or just the timing was just, it was the first time like really did something like that where I knew there was an audience, but no could get no response, no feed immediate feedback like a podcast, like a podcast in a way. But I have you. Oh yeah, true. Good. So point. there, there's that's yeah. a little different, and we always do this whether it's on the Zoom or or. You know, when we do it live, we're together, and yeah. we can see. I shouldn't say we're to, we can see we can each see other. each other, right? Okay, and that's a, that's a different mean. thing. So there is sort of a play, yeah, off that. Whether it's one person, but when it's no persons, it's a very it's a very strange feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it reminded me of my growing up, and I don't even know if these exist anymore. I'm going to assume not, just because of the nature of, uh streaming services and spotify and so forth um comedy albums oh yeah right that was a big thing in this it was a thing and like those would be like hit the charts yeah and stuff and i just remember prior to like basically like you know punk rock starting yeah playing those records like over and over and over and just listening to and in and you know sort of Kind of memorizing, you know, for my own entertainment, the bits and the ones I remember, you know, Albert Brooks had two, yeah, which I consider masterpiece comedy albums, and George Carlin was the right guy for me. And there were other Richard Pryor records. I remember, um, oh gosh, there was another, you know, like Red Fox, like the real LaWanda page, like the hardcore, yeah, like I don't even, I, I was at that age, like. I'm pretty sure that's dirty, but I'm not <laughs> right. really sure what right. that really means. Right, kind of thing. And I'm just like, I don't know if that is that still a. Thing?
1: I have no idea. I'm thinking though, I remember being in Bish's basement. His brother had like the Cosby records and the Steve Martin, right? Oh,
0: oh I forgot about yeah, the Steve Martin had those first two albums. I mean, and the, and the Richard Pryor stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean. I don't know. I assume not. I assume people just have a Netflix special or whatever, right?
0: Or I guess maybe are there? I don't podcasts that are just stand up routines. Oh,
1: that's an interesting. I thing. don't know. I don't know. Good question.
0: Or can you download? I guess I. I would assume I could probably have done some research before this, but uh, yeah. on the Spotify or, or whatever, and get the audio of of actual you know uh, uh, stand up performances. Which yeah. some of those records were, but a lot of them weren't. Like the George Carlin ones, yeah, they're from standups, but a lot of them are just him, like in, like a radio studio, huh. recording stuff. They're not. They weren't all in front of a live audience, and certainly the Albert Brooks ones were not. They were more the a little bit of concept albums, huh, and so forth. Yeah, and it's just like I just remember, just like the the really that was really the first time where like sort of obsessive. About playing a record over and over again, sure. and just knowing every beat and what was coming next and how jokes were set up. Yeah. And, you know, still too young to realize how much the timing, the wordplay, the structure, and how carefully crafted that was. Right. You know, and sort of watching guys now, like watching, like, there's a recent, there's a Seinfeld uh, Netflix. Where him now after like twenty years of since he's been on Netflix, right? But just watch him and just the wordplay and the mastery and the timing and which words he picks. Yeah, it's it's as as rehearsed and as studied and as well crafted as any concert, as any musical performance or any dance play, right? Any other performance?
1: Yeah, you realize that. Right there's things like that, stand-up comedy, and I would say to some extent rock music, or in some cases where it's made to look like it's spontaneous, but it's staged just like a a production of Wicked or anything else, or right and rehearsed to that point.
0: Yeah, that's all I got on that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Uh, and then the other topic. Unless you did, you have more to say on the comedy? Mean to cut you off? No, I guess I mean I don't. Did you? Well, let me ask you. Did you listen to comedy albums as a youngster? A little bit. Like
1: I said, Beach's brother had a few of those records. I don't think I ever owned a comedy record. I feel like I was like a little too young, like my record buying thing, right? Like we listened to the.
0: Just so, by the way, just so he, let you
1: know, Pretzel Logic was not a comedy album. No. Well, then let me revise my statement. <laughs> uh, that, you know, <laughs> when, uh, you know, because I was probably like nine-ish, you know, ten-ish. I wasn't really buying records yet when we were... But we would listen to the like the Steve Martin record and things like right. that. And, and stuff like that. And then and I think I used many of my record buying money for music records
0: right. after that. But... Um, uh, first, do you know the first album you bought? Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to think of the first... With think, your own money. Right. I don't not know. as a gift. Like you went to the store... Yeah, I mean,
1: I know there were one or two records where, like, for my birthday, I asked my parents, like, I would like to get this record. Right. Um, I can't remember... I actually can't remember the first one that I bought with my own money. I remember one of the first albums I had that I was really into was I was into the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Okay. And then I also got Sesame Street Fever,
0: which was...
1: (laughs) The takeoff by the
0: same by the uh tunes like the the I can't uh, remember exactly roughly. No, yeah, or in certainly in the, certainly in the style be. of the
1: cover looked like the thing and it was like Oscar in like the white suit or something nice. like that or Grover, one of those guys. Um okay. but uh yeah, I remember that record being a big record. I can't remember the first record. I think the first forty five I got, my neighbors had it, and then I really wanted it, it was um
0: I think Boogie Fever by the Silvers. Silvers, nice. It was a very early Put one. Put some money in the jukebox for her. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, that's they were. there was a they're a, they were a family, right? I think they were. They were all the like their last name was Silver. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were the hame of their time. Yeah. Is that Heim. right? Am I right Heim. on that? I don't even know Haim. Oh boy. Like we'll behind. edit that in so I sound hip to the kids. <laughs> uh
1: it's uh yeah, I think they also had the song Hotline, I think was theirs. Ooh. Which was like so
0: another great one. Yeah. Those oh uh, those those like top forty sort of soul funk songs back then were awesome. Right. I was uh, thinking about those
1: the other day. What was the one? Um Peaches and Herb is reunited, right? Yeah, and it feels so good. Oh, yeah. and then there's no, I was thinking of um uh, Boogie. The Hughes Yogi, Cor- Yogi
0: uh is, is uh oh crap uh really? a touch of something uh it'll come to me
1: but i did love hughes corporation rock the boat that rock was a favorite of mine when that was, was on the radio
0: was them i could give my friend donna a call real fast on boogie Oogie. it's not a touch of gold a touch of something i don't know it's not andrea true connection that's more 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 and that was more yes. disco yes right yeah and Car Wash. I loved Car Wash. Car Wash is great. Uh, huge f- Ohio players. Uh, like rubber Bear and World by the World Spinners? Spinners and uh, the OJs. Yes. Who, when I saw the Spinners, probably this is like 25 years ago, I think incorporated a couple OJ songs into the Sure. Their. Why not? Who's going to remember? Yeah, absolutely. And what I really remember about that show... Well, two things. One, when they played Rubber Band Man, the lead singer came out with a giant rubber band and kind of stretched around with it. Uh, and then it was actually at it was sort of apropos because they it was the entertainment at the Midwest Beauty Show, a <laughs> hair, skin, and nail uh, exposition, right? At the in Rosemont, and like the bass player f- uh, for the uh, for the Spinners, and I asked a hairstylist happened to be like standing right next to me, what's going on there? There was so much relaxer in his hair that the heat from the light of nice. him, it was like just smoke pouring out the top of his head. And he had like, like no idea. Like Crazy. it wasn't on fire, just smoking. It's great. Yeah, that was, uh, that. Uh, <laughs> those were special effects. Yeah, right. My friend, uh, my fr- I definitely remember my fir- the first album I bought with my own money. Prior to that, it was like my brother would always tell my grandparents he wants Paul Revere and the Raiders records for some reason. That's funny. Um, which I know no problem with. Uh, but I remember going to the turnstile on Deerfield or Waukegan Road mm-hmm. uh, in Deerfield uh, and buying Red Rose Speedway, Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, okay. I shouldn't say if it was Wings then. It was definitely Paul McCartney. I don't know if it was Wings Does yet. Does it matter? I mean- uh, might be. D- uh, to the I bet it Wayne. does to Paul because there are royalties involved. Yeah, yeah. So if Denny Lane is going to get any money, he, it matters.
1: Also, my favorite Beatles song, Denny Lane.
0: <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Uh, all right, we still have, we have time to get to this. We have plenty um, of time. We yeah, doing sure. This for like
1: fifteen minutes. <laughs> no problem. Are we trying to cut this thing down and down no, no, so no. that it becomes like a? F-
0: okay just we just do the 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 joke punchline yeah. uh i don't know if we've touched on this before but you know whatever we're doing it again um museums yeah so in this age of where people are not going to be going to museums for a little while with the advent of the technology the th- not only 3d 3d glasses yeah. but the vr right or I guess it would be more VR than AR, right? AR kind of puts you in it. I don't know. But as that gets better and I don't see how it's not going to get better and more realistic sitting in your chair at home and putting like on the glasses and walking around a museum. Is that the same? Is it, the same experience and is it in some ways a better experience especially for me as museum behavior yeah by by uh attendees gets worse and worse yeah
1: right yeah right it cuts out the human behavior yeah static uh that's a great question i mean i think it's and i know that there's i haven't like delved super deep into this but i know there's a bunch of museums of like art museums that have put their stuff online in a, in a reasonably exactly. high fidelity way
0: right you can see um, i'd be I more mean, curious about like kind of actually like like physically like not physically but but more the ar where you're or vr where you're walking like the, sure the concept of like walking through a museum and being able to turn into this gallery right or or that gallery and seeing like multiple paintings at the same time but being right. able to walk up to one Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that's a, so, I mean, I think logistically, that's a great experience because, you know, how often are you getting to the Getty Museum in LA or some private or, you know, museum? Paris,
0: like going to the Louvre. Honolulu or whatever, right? You're going to go
1: a couple times in your life and you're going to walk through that room for like... 30 seconds and that's it.
0: Precisely and if you're you know even going to the Louvre like seeing the Mona Lisa which everyone is like it's the Mona Lisa it's unbelievably great but now it's at a point where it's just people taking selfies right you know of themselves with that behind and you can't get anywhere near it.
1: Right and you can't really like savor it so I mean I think it's the pros really outweigh the cons for the most part. I mean, one of the cons I think is there's a few, there are some paintings where when you see them in person, either because of the, the texture or the right. um, sort of vivid nature of the colors or the scale, the size of the thing.
0: I was just going to say, like there are a couple of paintings. There's, you know, my favorite painting in uh, the raft of the Medusa in, in the, uh, the Louvre. And one of the reasons I love it so much, it's gigantic. Yeah. And it's just nice. looking at like thinking out, how do you paint that? Something better size some of those things
1: are so awesome because you're standing in front of this huge painting and then some of them are awesome because you're like how did they make that it's so detailed and so awesome and it's tiny or whatever but right uh, so i think there's some you lose some of those effects um i know there's a couple things i've seen in person that i was familiar with from from books and the interweb and stuff and yeah and then you see it in person you're like wow that's (laughs) even cooler. Like I really, yeah. really love it, but um, I mean to not have to deal with people and <laughs> to be able to get to all these things without having to spend all the money and the time that you might not have and might not be able to get to these places in the world where these things are housed. It's, it's a pretty great thing. I mean, that, we're sort of yeah. we're art museums. I mean, other kinds of museums, I would argue that it almost would be, work better and in some ways probably worse right so like uh, i'm thinking about like something like the field museum with natural history right right is it's kind of a lot of i mean it's like a diorama and a lot of reading totally right and there's some you know it's cool to see certain documents in person because you're like, oh, that's the piece of paper that, you know, Abe Lincoln held in his hand or whatever. Of,
0: of course. And one of the reasons like I love going to the National Archives and Washington, yeah. every time I go to Washington, I go to the National Archives because it's still one, I like to check that the Constitution is still there. Yeah. But also to see that it, it is absolutely a different feeling. Yes. It's than cool. just reading the words.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But it's but you know, if you actually wanted to like Take a few minutes and read the thing off the original paper. That's actually probably going to be hard to do in person, and you have right. to go there and blah blah. So doing that stuff, you know, on some in some kind of virtual way seems would, really good. Seems better actually than than going there. Like it, there's,
0: it'd be great if there was like a mode. <laughs> <laughs> had people, so like your view is partially blocked. Yeah, right. Someone's talking, like screaming right. across the room. Right. Someone's cutting in front of you to take a picture of it. Well, like, they should
1: like pair it with like a <laughs> joystick or controller, so then you can just zap those people out.
0: Oh, that would, that would include like make it a game as yeah, well. Yeah. So then you have like,
1: like the typical behavior, but then you can zap those people, and then you can just enjoy yes. the silence, and you'll appreciate the <laughs> nice. the work that much more. Right. Grand Theft Louvre. Yeah. Right.
0: I, I kind of I have no problem with that.
1: But I think, um, you know, there's things like, I don't know, that I think you, right, would be a little worse that you wouldn't get a feel for. I'm thinking about some of the interactive things at the Museum Sure, anything, hands Industry, on. Right. Or, you know, those kinds of things, science museums.
0: Right. Uh, or any any sort of, you know, like, the, like right. the Japanese artists, like the infinity rooms. Right. Obviously, it's not going to, to right. be the same. Right. Not right. everything's going to be the same, but it's... I
1: mean, I think it's kind of like a lot of things with the interweb. A bunch of stuff isn't quite as good as it is in real life, but it's better right. than nothing, and it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and for the let's face it, I mean, and and it really struck me. I was in DC uh, a few years ago, and went to see um, at the National Geographic Museum. They had an exhibit on the Tomb of Jesus. Uh-huh. That they that they uh, uh, not ref- you know that they did renovation and. Uh, yeah. And fixed up and cleaned up and opened it for the first time in, you know, a hundred years. No, I mean, the, the vast majority of the world will never, ever have that opportunity right. to be in that little room in that space. And so for that, and it was, that was my first real time with VR, you know where you know you look down and it looks it gives you that sensation of of multiple stories down and that weird vertigo feeling and looking up or or you know having it spinning around in your chair and having it all the way around you um one it's cool to watch someone else doing it it's very entertaining but it was like for things like that it's like you know i'm the chance of I mean, I feel incredibly lucky. I've got to go to some of the great museums in the world and have loved them. But that's, you know, I'm sort of the exception for the most part. And for people to still see art. I haven't really thought, obviously, there are ramifications as far as, well, then, do you need the building? Sure. You know, and that kind of thing. And if not, well, what else are you going to do with it? But it still seems people still seem to somewhat go to, to the museum, although I don't think that's true. I think that, like, attendances are way down prior to the pandemic. Interesting. had been way down anyways.
1: Huh. Well, I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm trying to think of the museums I've gone to like in the last year or two, and
0: I don't know. It usually seems pretty busy. Yeah. Places, but or going I mean, to like nice, like, and I love like going to a small museum. Sure. Where there's eight people in there. Yes, and the collection may not be as great, but you get the opportunity to you know to see it unobstructed, to take your time. It's quiet, right? You know, it's it's uh, it's such an enjoyable experience. But I'm really intrigued by the the VR stuff, and I don't, I'd be, I don't know. I mean, is it especially like I said, as the technology gets better? Is it vastly different? Vastly less enjoyable, more enjoyable. I mean, I think it's different. Yeah, but the enjoyment of it—I don't know—and yeah. then the ramifications on art in general and so forth. Right. I mean,
1: I'm thinking about other things like, well, you're the Mona Lisa thing is a good example, right? Like, you can't really get near it. You don't. You can't spend any no. time looking at it. Not. I mean, that's not the most compelling painting to me, but, like, I get it, right? But whatever it is, pick that one or anyone. But that one in particular, anyone that's popular, it's hard to, like, spend any time with a popular painting in a popular museum because there's always too many people and you can't really see it. Or there's, like, other, you know, like, I think about, like, um, going on the Vatican tour, right? And you go through the... um you know, the Sistine Chapel thing, like you you can't really see the ceiling very well from the ground and you're standing there with your neck craned amongst 500 people and the guards are yelling at you about how you can't <laughs> take pictures and stuff. Yep. So like, you, like, unless you could study a photo from a book or some other way, like you wouldn't really, you, you, at this point, like you can't really soak up what's there. You can't really absorb it. You right. Can, and and you get part the sense of it is there's a bunch of stuff painted on the ceiling and it's way up there and it was probably hard to do, but that's it. You can't really specifically appreciate the paintings because you,
0: you don't have time, right? You, Correct, right. Absolutely. And it's, right. it's it. physically too hard. Right. To, yeah, you right. see it. I mean obviously that one of the the aspects of it is that you're in this massively big room and it is a massively huge Series of of paintings in the wall, and obviously where you are, and that you know, and the whole leading up to it, and so forth. Obviously, there's that experiential aspect to it. I don't know, but I think that can't that at some point can be mimicked fairly well artificially, jostled around. You mean, and (laughs) you get in like a massage chair and set it on the highest level. Basically the same thing. Oh, I'm really uncomfortable, yeah. and that hurts. And now I I'm just pipe in some bo and
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh. If only. And just have like you know like the somehow like put it on a helmet and have cigarette yeah. smoke be blasted <laughs> <out there laughs> as well. Every once in a while, you could be
1: standing there and looking at a sculpture, and someone would jump up on it
0: yeah that's that also good and you'll be required to uh like just drink a lot of water beforehand and yeah. you can only start looking at it when you really have to pee yeah and there's right. nowhere like to go that, yeah that would, that would be it and somehow just every time you look at it like 50 bucks is drained from your checking account <laughs> you know that, 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 that. now now i feel yeah. like i've been in the museum yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely well I do I mean, I'm fascinated by this and especially as like I said as this every time I see like the next generation of I mean th- what we're doing now like the zoom stuff I mean this is you know not that old where this is pretty futuristic where I see you and we're speaking in real time yeah it's pretty cool it's it's really cool I mean
1: Yes, right. And the fact that you could do this while you were like walking down the street on a little handheld computer
0: screen, yeah. like it's crazy. Any Anywhere in the world. Yeah. Wow. This can be done. Having said that, if you're doing it and like, let's say there are three other people, there's a group of four of you, and one of you, I'm not speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, if one of you has like, you know, spent $3 a month on Wi Fi, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. There should be some sort of requirement of. Download speed, I guess. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay, it was PK. By the way, really? granted, as he said, okay, I'm also one in the basement. To his teenage son, who's uh, sheltering at home, is playing some sort of. Oh yeah, well, game. yeah, as well. Okay, so there's that. Absolutely. All right, and now yeah. it's time for the philosophical question of the show. Okay, we have a little intro music for this, right? Uh huh. By the way, do you want to? Have you taken the screenshot for our, uh, you know? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, I took one. Did you? Okay, we're yeah. all good. All right. This is sort of a uh, just this one's coming out of left field and just okay. it was on the list and I figured, ah, let's go with it. Okay. Should prostitution be made legal? No. Okay, well, there we go. I don't know. I think there's a part of my, my immediate reaction is. Yes. My second immediate reaction is, or it can be modified where only the client could be arrested or charged. That part is for sure. That's, I mean, that. That that is the the risk that the vast majority of cases is going to be a woman. Uh, She there's no, no danger or a, a, a legal danger uh, to her. Yeah, I can't. Uh,
1: yeah, that's going to be a no for me, Doug. I think that the, um, I understand the sort of like abstract intellectual discussion of the thing. Right. But I think the reality is that it's, horrible exploitation of women, period. And that's yes. that's the end of the that's kind of the end of the discussion for me. Like in theory, well, yes, there's a service and a demand and blah blah, you know. And it's I mean, the person, like, uh,
0: you know, this argument that it's the person's choice, which it absolutely is not. By the way. Right. I mean it's just yeah. no one's doing no one's looking at it as, you know, a career move.
1: Yeah. It's just not for me, it's just not acceptable. It's just not. It's just not okay. There's, there's so little that, if anything, that's okay about it that it's, it's totally outweighed by all yeah. the horrible parts of it. Yeah.
0: It's. Um, uh, I wonder what like.
1: So then I understand that there's a, a there's an intellectual discussion to be had about like well well it's going to exist. So therefore, what do you do about it and stuff? But
0: right. I mean, is it, is it more akin to, what was that?
1: Philosophically though, I'm, I'm just like a no. It's like, I'm, I'm right. out. It's
0: right. And I'm thinking, well, is it more akin to like legalized marijuana? I mean that it's a sin. I understand it's a very much more extreme version That's of that, totally but different. it is, it, it, it's, you know, a tiny bit in that realm. I don't know. I'm pretty much opposed to it. I'm, there are certain things that, again, to your point, I, I understand the philosophical argument, but no, it's no, yeah. not everything should be. It, it doesn't always have to go to the extreme uh, uh, case. Yeah,
1: and I agree. I mean, the wrong per, the wrong people are being uh, arrested for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that absolutely for sure yeah and that I don't know that might be a good place to stop. it could be for today, why not?
1: um yeah, I like our uh renewed pace of this thing, yeah, absolutely, I think it's good, yeah I think um so. I heard from a second listener, really, so Kevin has some competition, um oh <laughs> who made reference
0: to listening to the. The show, so that's exciting. This is exciting. Um, And for the rest of you, you can email us at nickanddugs at gmail.com. You can follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram at nickanddugs. Twitter, we're up to 20 followers. What? We had 19 the last time I checked. Wow. Instagram, we're still at 54. 54? Yeah. it's a lot. These are influencer numbers at this point
1: um yeah we should be getting we should be contacting some
0: brands absolutely i think it goes lady gaga beyonce nick and dougs
1: what uh what brands would we seek out what brands would be a good fit as a sponsor partnership with our
0: are we looking at a good fit or looking at something where we get free samples
1: Uh, i'd take either i guess
0: i'm trying to think if there's anything that i need I don't know, maybe like some eh, cured meats. I'm probably probably not. I I I right. have enough. That's probably something I don't need more of. I feel like we could get like an eyeglass deal. Ooh, that absolutely. Maybe uh, maybe
1: Fender guitars. Sure, if you're some kind there, of would, probably some kind of beverage deal, right? We should have a beverage. That
0: would be good if we're going specifically uh, Teo, Theo T H uh, E O for the eyeglasses. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a customer and and can't afford them, so that would be nice if uh, if they wanted to sponsor us with right. some, with some frames. Right. We'll mention Teo again. Uh, I could use that. What else I could use? Maybe some like uh, if there was uh, like a, a dog food company did, like <laughs> that'd be great. Just or just some samples if you could just send over some. What, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think about like. <laughs> I mean, ideally they would want to get something out of it, right? Out oh the yeah, there's that. Yeah.
1: Right. So I feel like there would have to be something where people would listen to this show because they're not gonna watch it, I guess, either, right? Right, there is ask, there is also that. They're gonna listen to us and they're gonna be like, you know what? I could Listening go to up. those guys makes me
0: think I should get blank. Tao eyeglasses. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying. Um maybe something, maybe
1: I mean Maybe Columbia University wants to make a deal.
0: Hey, they've got probably $20 billion in their uh, endowment that they're not not paying their janitors and secretaries right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's like Grossinger's and the Catskills is really going to, I don't even know, but it still exists for that. And we should just get people to just to plug the segments. Oh, sure. The Columbia University brought to you by Columbia University. Maybe we could just ask Columbia College in Chicago and just you know, just not really tell them right. what's going on. We mentioned Columbia. Or like someplace in Columbia, Missouri or something. <laughs> like or the country of Columbia. Yes. Yes. Right. Here They've there we the go. Here's a here's a
1: kilo. They've got the uh, money.
0: Do you have uh do you have anything to plug? I have something to plug for you, by the way. Okay, let's hear that. I love your series now of Instagram photos of the discarded masks and <laughs> gloves on the street. I think they're one, great photos. Two, just as, you know, the, the, just the, the social aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, and three, it, seriously, what's up with people? Again, right. really? Right. It's, you're, you're trying to prevent a disease a you know and you're throwing like something that's potentially hazardous right onto this uh, into the public
1: right it's the thing what was it 15 20 years ago when people were outraged that there were like syringes washing up on some beaches right it's kind of the same thing
0: yeah, but that at least it's like okay, you're like, you know, a heroin addict. You have right. like, you know, you have an excuse. Yes. Like you're gooped up on the ground. Right. These are like this on people's people, front
1: lawns and stuff and on the yeah. sidewalk.
0: And on the sidewalk, like in a residential you know, neighborhood. Walk around here and it's like why so but it is someone took off the gloves. Yeah. Delivered something or went somewhere, took off the gloves and threw them onto the street. Right. Out of their car window, wherever. Right. Just decide, I'm not going to throw these into a garbage can or into my garbage can. I'm just so, going to drop them here. Yeah, so
1: I think a good business idea is biodegradable gloves.
0: Ooh, made out of like right? cornstarch, yeah. Or uh, that you can also then eat them and somehow. Well, I guess if they're covered in COVID, that's probably You probably, probably don't want idea. that, yeah. No, but something better. That would be, that would be all right. I mean, we're, it's gonna, they're going to be with us for a while. Yeah, the first couple times I saw the gloves on the sidewalk of the street,
1: I was like... I, I don't know. I, I might've been mildly surprised maybe the first time, but right. I'm obviously not any at, at this no. point, but I mean, it's pretty hard to surprise anyone about anything at this point, but precisely,
0: um, you know, if it's a pair of winter gloves, they obviously fell out of your pocket.
1: Yes, that's right. But,
0: but if it's like the, the, you know, the, the, the hospital gloves or yeah, I don't gloves, think whatever, they you fell. Off. you know, you actively took them off and right. threw them onto the ground. It's um,
1: yeah, it's not cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Buy some Think Jerky. We now have Think Jerky Sticks or Think Hmm. Sticks, I guess.
1: And is that like a special hot dogs flavor? There's the
0: classic flavor. There's a couple flavors in stick form, sort of like a Slim Jim, but way better, better for you. Uh, Thinkjerky.com. Keep buying. It would be nice. Remember, kids, don't litter. Speaking of gloves. Be kind to those less fortunate than you. And as always, keep up the good work. And wash your hands, practice social distancing, and pick up after your dog. And again, the speed limits on the streets and highways are still in effect. I got to say, it's, there have been some moves I've seen on the streets and highways that are still Im- impressing me in the brazenness and the lawlessness. Horrible. People are horrible. Of them yeah and speedy i did read in the in the news your chicago sometimes um that the speed cameras are still up and so many fewer people on the road so many more uh, significantly more violations it's great i love yeah. the speed cameras speaking i want them at a, I, want I want them everywhere I can,
1: exactly i want them everywhere
0: no problem i have no problem with that until next time goodbye